0: a soul clarity coach um, and my mission is to help new therapists coaches and healers create freedom abundance and ease in their lives of their business mm-hmm. by following the aligned action that comes from the soul um, so this is my fifth year in business um, and i really really get just sort of a buzz basically helping new coaches launch their careers get their first clients get their business off the ground so um I love
1: it oh that's so nice so how did you because I've seen that um you were working in law before how did you make that transition from law to full-time coaching what was that journey like
0: Yeah, so I am not afraid of the pivot, as I call it. Um, My journey to coaching and counselling was not linear, as you can imagine. Um, So I have a background in law and in finance, and I moved um, from the US to the UK and sort of started a career in, in finance and trading, and then back into the legal sector, and even though I was enjoying my career and enjoying the success, there always seemed to be a little something missing. And so I started retraining, kind of started doing these personal development courses. And I started retraining with a view of maybe doing coaching or counseling or some kind of therapy sometime in the distant future, maybe when I retired from, from the corporate world. Um, And sort of in the midst of my training, as I started finishing the training um, uh, as a coach and a therapist, I just started getting these kind of, I don't know, kind of body sensations. And I started experiencing quite a lot of anxiety. And I'd had um, a history of panic attacks in sort of my early career when I was practicing law. Which was the kind of inspiration for me to leave the legal sector. Um, so I kind of rec- started to of recognize the signs of when I was maybe not fully aligned with what I was doing. So I kind of ignored the signs, ignored the signs, and then I'm um, sort of really experiencing panic attacks to the point where I was signed off from work for about a month. And mm-hmm. in that time, I started practicing the things that I was learning meditation, journaling, yoga, qigong, um, EFT, all of the things that I was learning and really made a huge difference in how I felt and my outlook. And so after that month, I went back to work and the the sort of signs and symptoms came back again. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is not, and all I really wanted to do was to do the coaching and the counseling and the therapy. That's all I really wanted to do. And so I, just sort of decided to follow that path. And I um, put in notice at my job. And I was able to stay on for about six months while I was training up my replacement. And then that time I finished all of my training. And then as soon as I finished my training, I quit and I started um, because I just thought, I really felt very strongly that um, there was no reason to wait. There was no reason to wait. And if... If i was going to do anything why not follow the thing that was really coming from inside of me from it felt like from the sort of pit of my stomach that i had to take this action um and that was actually five almost yeah five and a half years ago now um there'll be six years in september and i kind of haven't looked back
1: yeah that's really brave though you know it takes a lot to quit what you've been doing your whole life and you know, start something new, not really knowing what's going to happen. That's a very brave move. So how did you, you know, when you decided to transition to coaching, how did you find your first client? How, how did that come about?
0: Yes. So I mean, my first clients and maybe like some coaches, my first clients were, you know, as a result of the case studies that I was doing when I was training or, you know, local people, I put um, a message on uh, Facebook when I first started, um, asking if people wanted to be a part of, you know, case studies. And so I, you know, charged a you know, sort of very sort of small amount, basically just to start to practice, to get to get moving, to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for quite a while until I sort of built up enough confidence to say, okay, now I can really start charging for these sessions. Um, but I just decided to just get myself out there and, you know, put you know messages on Facebook and ads in Facebook and talk to friends, got recommendations, um, you know, people that I'd worked with in the past, asked them to pass my details along. I networked locally. So I kind of just did, I kind of did quite a number of different things to start getting those first clients um, until I found the thing that really worked for me. And I, I think that's a really good, um good message message for new um coaches therapists healers is find the method that works for you and follow that um, i started teaching at the holistic healing college and started getting sort of clients from there as well because i love teaching so i think follow the thing that you love if you love making videos um then you can start doing lives on facebook or Instagram. Um, or if you love speaking, maybe try and get yourself on a podcast or a clubhouse, you mm-hmm. know, follow the thing that really you enjoy doing and get your message out there. Once you understand your miss- mission and your ideal client, then maybe find out where they're hanging out and then do the thing that feels most aligned for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good advice. I was watching your um, your Instagram reels and yeah, it, it's I really like the messages that come through, the one with the um, beingness, you know, where Mm -hmm. you were saying it's all about an experience, where you should experience being rather than chasing, um, you know, success and what can happen within your career.
0: Absolutely, because I, you know, I think in my own personal experience and a lot of the people that I work with. You know, we kind of follow this line in our careers of maybe what we should do um mm-hmm. or maybe what's expected of us and um we can come unstuck doing that because we're not following that thing that's really going to inspire us or spark that feeling of passion um, and purpose mm-hmm. and you know if we can get ourselves into that space of stillness where we can quiet quieten all of the noise you know of what i should maybe i should be doing this or i should be doing that or maybe i'm not enough of this maybe if we can quiet quiet all of that noise and get really still we can begin to hear the inspiration that's coming from inside and then when we follow that path it becomes really easy and it becomes joyful so we can sort of really kind of lean into and sink into our being and just sort of follow that you know success you know maybe People define success as you know financial success or you know reaching a number of people on social media. But I think success is whatever feels best for you. So it might be creating impact in those clients that you're reaching. Maybe it's speaking. Maybe it's writing. But I think you know if we can really feel into our being, who we are meant to be as spiritual beings, having this human experience and follow that, you know, our lives can be easy and joyful, um, even if we're having difficult experiences, taking those lessons from that, and just allowing it to be, um, can make life just a joyful experience, and make coaching and your business a joyful experience.
1: Yeah, no, I fully agree, That's, that's very true. Yeah, we should accept, you know, what we experience, and also try and enjoy the moment, rather. There's always something that could be better. So, you know, yeah. then you just get anxiety and then you can't enjoy what you're doing. So yeah, that's very true. But I also really like um, you know, what you were saying about networking, how you're putting yourself out there at yeah. first in all the different ways. And I was listening to your podcast, the nudge, and I thought <laughs> that was a really interesting way of putting yourself out there as well. like Speaking with all these different um really inspirational women and men. From different sides of the industry, like doctors and health and well-being, they all had very interesting things to say. But I really liked when um, you were asking them about what their nudge was. So like, they're calling their inspiration, and I wanted to ask you a bit about your nudge. <laughs> my nudge, um, yeah, you know, my
0: nudge is is pretty loud. Um, I I've always enjoyed helping people. Um, and I think from a young age, I was able to sort of tap into how people were feeling and their emotions and kind of what was going on with them and didn't know what I was going to do with that. So I kind of had a career in you know, PR and advertising and then law and then all of this stuff kind of like following these paths. Um, but my nudge is sort of like a, a body sense, like I kind of just get this push, like I, I almost can't ignore it. It wants me to do something it wants me to move. you know I follow the nudge to the UK, I follow the nudge to Spain and you know in Spain I sort of met my husband and came back to the UK. so I'm very big on kind of following that push mm-hmm. um, and you know my nudge my nudge because I sometimes ignore the signs that happen, my nudge can get very loud and mm-hmm. my nudge comes through really as anxiety and it's almost like my soul is kind of going. You're not listening. You're not listening. Come on, let's go. Um, and my first really big nudge was um, moving to the UK. I kind of thought, well, I've got you know plenty of time to come back and, and pursue my career in law, but I have to follow this adventure. And you know, I I came here for one year and I haven't gone back, so I must enjoy it. Um, oh, and
1: th- oh, sorry, when did you okay. move to the UK?
0: um it's been 21 years now
1: oh okay 21
0: years (laughs) (laughs) that i never looked back so one year turned into sort of all of this um and then the next nudge was to to leave my full-time job and and start this and Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because even if you follow your nudge it doesn't mean that you're not going to have challenging times or scary times but I always have faith that if I'm following that thing, I don't know where it's gonna lead me, but I know that, you know, it's the thing that I'm meant to do. And I think, you know, people are tapping into that feeling that they get inside that kind of inspiration or that kind of push that they're meant to do something. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, challenging things aren't going to happen, but just have faith um, in the thing that they're feeling and just pursue that, just follow that um and you know every nudge that i've followed i moved i moved to the uk and then four years later i moved to the canary islands you know people were like what are you doing that for and i was like well i got to have a job offer down there and i think i'm just going to do it i don't know why um <clears throat> and i've been there a few times and i was like oh i'm just going to do it um and i ended up meeting my husband down there so i just think that um sometimes we just have to follow it and my nudge just feels like this this kind of just sensation that I can't excuse me that I can't ignore, and sometimes I just might not know why or what you know what it's leading me to, but I just know that I have to follow it. And I've just learned to have faith in that feeling, you know. And, and I teach my clients that you know your body will give you a feeling of yes or no if you ask it a question. So you know your no might be you know kind of a fizziness in your head or a pain across your back. And your yes might be, I don't know, a flip in your heart or a fluttering in your belly or something like that. So I teach my clients to kind of really kind of feel into what is their body saying? What are the the signs around them saying? And then ask those questions, follow that line of inquiry, and then just go for it. Because, you know, the universe is trying to give us, you know, an experience. And it's just up to us to choose whether or not we want to follow it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I feel like if, you want, like if you don't follow the nudge, then you'll always have that what if feeling. You
0: know? Absolutely, I think so. And, and also, um, you know, it kind of won't let you go, if that makes sense. You could ignore it. But I think you know, if it's something that is really for you, it will keep following you, and things will keep turning up. Um, maybe some things in your life just won't work out, or you know, something will happen. And then when when you do sort of follow the nudge and you follow that path, then you might look back and say, "Oh, okay, this is. They've been, I've been trying to get this message for a while, mm-hmm. um, but I just sort of feel like." Um, yeah, it's kind of just that feeling that won't let you won't let you go. Um and if you follow it, it can just be the most wonderful adventure. And also I think it just gets to become easy. You know, sometimes things can feel difficult like you're pushing a stone uphill. But when you follow the nudge, when you follow the thing that's for you, it gets to become a lot easier, a lot simpler um and a sort of a bit more sort of straight not kind of like this meandering road um mm-hmm. that gets to a kind of a straight and easy path because it's the one that's that's for you
1: yeah yeah definitely it's easier to be productive when you're doing something that you really enjoy as well without
0: yeah. doubt without doubt um yeah that's <laughs> that's a part of my own personal experience as well um you know sometimes I'm trying to sort of do things like technology sometimes freaks me out so sometimes you know let's say I'm trying to do like something really kind of techie, um I kind of go you know actually this is not what I'm meant to be doing you know I'm meant to be journaling or I'm meant to be walking in the woods or or whatever and I'll kind of follow what I'm meant to be doing and then I get to come back to that thing that I was meant to do after I've kind of done something to maybe ground myself and follow that kind of path that that I need at that moment I think you know everything that we need the messages are coming from inside of us and if we follow that then everything else that aligned action gets to be a lot easier
1: yeah of course so do you like follow a sort of routine throughout your your usual coaching day or
0: what Uh, yes yes so um part of my sort of morning routine is you know I open my eyes and I automatically just breathe, take some deep breaths in, and three things that I'm grateful for: stretch when I get out of bed, I have a pint of water before, you know, I go downstairs, and I'll do some exercising, some stretching. But maybe I'll ride the bicycle or do some yoga. There's, there's, I always want to make sure I'm moving my body, and then I have to get out in nature. So I walk the dogs, you know, rain or shine. I make sure that I get out. We live very close to um, a forest and a park, so I make sure I'm getting out. I'm getting some fresh air. then I'll come back and maybe do some journaling if I have time but you know being out in nature is one of my big things Mm -hmm. uh, because that grounds me and just having that fresh air in in my lungs and having the wind across my skin or you know being uh, under the under the sun it just sort of really kind of gives me that start that I need for the day and Mm -hmm. I know for sure that if I haven't had my walk um, or stretches, that my day is just a little bit off. So nature is a really important part of um, my day. Um, And then I try not to work too late. I'm not great at sometimes doing doing that, setting that boundary for myself. But the morning, my morning setup is the most important thing. Um, And then before I see any clients, I'll make sure I'm sitting down, I'm centering myself, more water breathing, um, and then tuning into the clients that I have for the day. And then I start the day. So there's, there's quite a lot of sort of grounding and, and being in nature before, before I do anything with clients and the for the day.
1: Okay. So then when you follow that routine, it helps you then stay productive throughout the day, you think?
0: Stay productive. And also, um, you know, when you're when I'm sitting and I'm working with clients, I, you know i'm i'm tuning in part of you know my my training and and what i do with clients is i'm really kind of tuning into them so i'm getting myself into a state of of deep deep listening with them mm-hmm. and um you know if i'm not doing that grounding process initially then you know it's not i still tune into them but it's not as easy so right. um you know in order for me to kind of be in their energy and also know what's my energy and know what's their energy, you know, what I'm carrying, what they're carrying. I want to make sure I'm not, you know, in their process. I'm helping them with their process, but I want to make sure I'm kind of staying out of the way. So the grounding, the breathing really kind of gets me into that state so that I can be there for them 100%. Um, So, you know, that kind of self-care that I take for myself means that I'm totally there for them because I'm actually doing enough of my own work and keeping my stuff clear so that it's not sort of um interrupting their process at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because the Mm -hmm. the vibe we give off, you know, the energy that we give off really affects other people around us as well. So I guess if you're you know, staying calm and working on your breathing and everything, then in your work you'll be giving a calm side of yourself. That will really help, I guess, your
0: clients. Absolutely, absolutely, and I do believe that as healers, therapists, we are—you know—it's our job to hold safe space for our clients. Yeah. Um, and you know, the more that I can do my own breathing and centering and grounding, you know, I'm able to kind of hold that space. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: by me doing that, you know, I enable the client to feel safe in the environment, especially. You know, if we're doing work um, on, on you know, Zoom or Skype or over the Internet, I want to make sure that they can still feel that safe vibration feeling held, even if we're not seeing their face to face. And it's very effective. So I think it's really important to to do that work, to do that inner work, um, because, you know, the vibration that I want to give off is, you know, that they're being held, they're safe, they're protected they're being listened to and they can feel that they can speak freely um, and not feel like um, that they're not safe or protected. And so it's really important for me to do that for my clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying before about, you know, helping your clients know when to say yes or no to things, how would, how do you know yourself when to say yes or no to a client?
0: You mean taking a client on,
1: yeah, taking the client on
0: yeah, so I think first of all um, being very kind of clear in my messaging about what i 'm doing and, and the kind of coach that I am really helps because the people who are coming to me know that I work spiritually, I work energetically, and then I work with the um, I guess the you know counseling and coaching models that are traditional as well. So I kind of do a combination of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think if they read my website or if they look at my social media, they kind of know who I am. So they know a little bit of, of what I'm get what they're getting. But um, if I'm working with a client or if I sit down and have a consultation with the client, if I feel that um, maybe what their issues are are a little bit outside of the scope of my expertise, I might refer them on to, to other, you know, medical attention or something like that. Um, Or if I feel like the vibration isn't quite aligned with who I am and, and who I think they need, Mm -hmm. um, I may say to them, you know, I think there might be other coaches out there that may help you better. Um, You know, if it's, I'm not necessarily, for instance, a relationship coach, even though I, I have, Um, worked with clients around their relationship, Um, my focus is really about kind of creating ease in your life and your business. Mm -hmm. And my experience in working with different clients, I know what kind of clients sort of are more aligned with me and and I enjoy working with and I kind of have the experience and expertise to help them. And there are other wonderful relationship coaches out there. So I might say to them, you know, um, I, I can see, you know, your you want help with maybe I'm not the best person I do know some other coaches that may be able to help you or some other therapists or healers that may be able to help you and that I might refer them on I think it's really important to know what lights you up and what type of clients light you up Mm -hmm. and if it's not perfectly aligned you're doing yourself and them a disservice by not referring them on and so I think as new coaches healers therapists it's um I think it's in terms of maybe finding that perfect client for you, you kind of like sole client or your ideal client is looking at maybe your past experiences. So I looked at my past experiences, my past experiences were in, in the corporate sector and, and things like that. So having kind of a, a business kind of background, legal and sales background, I was a director of sales as well. So I kind of have this kind of hodgepodge of, of experience. What do I love doing? So I love helping people. I love, you know, seeing them kind of like take off. Um, so I love kind of like that image of like the baby bird kind of like fledging and like leaving the nest. So I love mm-hmm. that. So I love helping people, you know, on the on the beginning part of their journey, kind of, you know, understand that kind of develop, development that they need um, to kind of step out of their comfort zone. So I love doing that as well. And then who lights me up? So I love working with people who already, they've got a mission, a passion, a purpose, they just need to understand mm-hmm. how to kind of, out of their own way, how to, you know, um, release all of the limiting beliefs that they may, may have about themselves and their abilities, and to really then tap into that information that they hold within that wisdom within, to then kind of follow their passion and purpose. And I kind of this kind of like diagram that kind of gets you right in the middle once you when she kind of get all the characteristics and that information out it will give you a a, a sort of a kind of a sort of a middle point or a central point of who the ideal client is and and when i follow that i know that those people are for me Mm -hmm. and when i'm when i'm on a call with them you know, I feel you can actually feel the kind of energy you're buzzing off of them, they're buzzing off of you. So I'm buzzing off of them, they're buzzing off of me. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at each other like, we can't start, we can't wait to start working together. And there are other ones where I'm like, I could help this person, but I'm not getting that spark. I know they're not getting that spark, which means we're not aligned, which means there's somebody else out there who's better for them. And I want to, you know, make sure that I am, you know, pursuing, you know, my, my work and my clients with, you know, a great deal of integrity. And I would prefer if I refer them on to someone else rather than taking them on.
1: Yeah, I guess, because we want the client to be happy and to succeed, right? And Absolutely. In what they're getting coached for. So would you yeah. say even when you were starting out, you'd know when to say no to clients or was it more difficult to identify your your niche at first
0: yeah i think um i think in the beginning stages it's interesting because i think it is important to kind of try things out because that's the only way you'll know what feels right for you and what feels right for the client so i think in the beginning stages you know try and try and maybe get to the get to what the ideal client is early but then be curious you know if you do you know work with a client that's maybe outside of your niche how does it feel how did it feel for you how did it feel for the client what were the results um did it feel easier did it feel you know difficult um you know where were the sessions did the sessions flow or you know, was there something in the energy that, that wasn't quite right? So I think in the beginning of the stages, we have to follow that line of curiosity, um, but also follow the nudges as we're talking about, you know, um, this wasn't my, my initial niche. I was quite general when I first started out because I wasn't really sure, um, but very clearly as I started um, to look at, you know, who do I love working with? Who is it tricky to work with? And there are sometimes clients where you kind of go, okay, I'm, I'm going to see this client and you would feel like this kind of resistance or you know, didn't feel quite right. So I think pay attention to all of those signs, but be open and curious, and then really kind of follow the line of inquiry of what feels right for me, what feels right for the client. Mm-hmm. And the more you tap into that energy, the more those types of clients will appear. Um, I know and and also another important thing is to recommend to their coaches to new coaches healers therapists make sure you are consistently doing your own personal development because quite often the thing that you've just experienced or healed yourself from will be the types of clients that will show up for you Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew sort of in the very beginning it was you know a lot of people who you know were having confidence issues or you know, wanting, and I think wanting to get started in in their business, because that's what I was doing. And the more you do your own work and your own healing, the more these types of clients will show up. And if you're enjoying that, then just keep, just follow that. I would just say, tap into the thing that feels good to you, that feels um, easy, and it flows, and just keep following that. Um, And I would say as well, um, you know, it's also important to make sure that I think that they are surrounding themselves with colleagues, maybe who they've trained with or people in the industry who understand what they're going through um, because I think it's really important to have that kind of support system. I think sometimes I felt alone in the beginning um, because it, it is a brand new journey that you're kind of doing on your own. So to surround yourself with people who understand your journey and to hire a coach. It took me a while to hire my own coach and I kind of wished I had done it sooner. Um, because then that person who has that experience who can take you through the journey will help you to sort of shortcut any kind of mistakes or hurdles that you might experience um just to kind of you know make sure you're getting that support from you know all all around in the very beginning
1: yeah coaches often don't um realize at first that they also need the coach because everyone needs advice and guidance you know it's not because you're a coach that you know everything It's really important to feel supported as well.
0: Absolutely. And and the reason why coaching works so well is because we can help our clients see the blind spots that they might not necessarily see. And why wouldn't we need that same kind of support? Um, so I, I think it's important that um, we kind of make that have that realization coaches need coaches therapists need therapists you know counselors need counselors whatever you're whatever you're doing I think we also need to make sure that we have that kind of support as well yeah of course mm-hmm. so I think you know no matter what sort of where you're coming from you know this following this path of doing coaching counseling therapy whatever it is um so much of what we do the clients are buying into us you know Mm -hmm. where we are in our journey our vibration our expertise our training and so it's almost like we become a bit of the commodity and when that happens that throws up all of our stuff you know all of the stuff that we might be able to hide behind you know if we're you know just doing you know a job that someone else sets up this actually comes from us And so it does throw up all of the stuff, all the limiting beliefs, all of the confidence issues, all of the fears, all of the worries. Um, And so that's why it's important to have someone who can help you navigate that space. And it's not just a coach in the beginning, it's a coach for each step in your journey. So after new coaches get clients and they're kind of doing that for a while, they're ready to scale their business, that will then throw up additional things um, that, you know, you might need to have help with. So I think it's really important to make sure that we have someone that can help us see our blind spots and help us accelerate our growth Um, you know one of the the kind of mistakes that i made in the beginning was was thinking that you know well i don't i'm not making very much money so i'm not going to hire a coach Mm -hmm. but i do delayed my development because i you know it's hard to navigate your own blind spots and so my recommendation for new clients is to as soon, new, new coaches as soon as you can, um, you know, make sure you are getting that support um, because it will accelerate your growth. Um, it will help things become easier and you'll get out of your way a lot better um, because there's no, there's no sense of kind of, you know, staying in that kind of space longer than you need to. So, um,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's important to kind of think, have somebody who can help you navigate the space as you scale your business, as you grow, as you want to up level and move to that next level, then make sure you're picking up a coach, a mentor, or someone who can help you in the different stages of your business, because we do have to become different people in each stage, in each of these stages. We have mm-hmm. to start, you know, we have to have different practices, different energies, different mindset as we grow in our business. And so I think it's really important to have someone who can help you navigate those spaces
1: yeah that's very valuable advice it's good to know that when you start you know because it's a challenge really starting and not really knowing what you should do so it's it's really valuable to have advice like that what would you say have been the most challenging aspects of your career with coaching Mm,
0: i think um in the beginning um knowing what kind of coach I wanted to be, knowing what kind of therapist I wanted to be. Um, My training was in both counseling and coaching, and I loved them both. And I think it took me a while to understand how to marry those two things, because they traditionally are quite separate. They kind of almost look at different sort of ends of the spectrum, and how I wanted to bring, you know, spirituality and energy and psychology and energy work into all of that. So I think it took me a while and and you know a lot of trial and error to understand what my methods were and what my you know i guess how i wanted to work and so i think that took me a while um i think some challenges that i experienced when i wanted to start charging more in my business well first of all when i wanted to start charging at all full stop yeah, I, I think that's a huge challenge and I, and I see that a lot in my clients because there it feels really really oh it feels really weird like i'm gonna have to start charging for this it's not my company telling me what i'm charging i'm saying what i want to charge and that brings up all of the stuff about you know self-worth and confidence and yeah. having all of that um And I tend to find that you also get that stickiness, you know, between charging, not charging, and then charging. And then, as you might raise your prices to maybe have premium offers, that then is another sort of step change in confidence as well. And so there were challenges around that. And then finding the best way for me to get clients, Um, I am on social media, but it took me a while to kind of understand what i enjoy doing and i love talking to people mm-hmm. and so i decided to start the podcast because that was a way of making me doing something that honored my energy so i think you know it was challenging sort of finding you know not following someone else's path mm-hmm. um i think sometimes as new coaches healers therapists we're kind of looking around in social media and seeing all of these messages about people who are doing incredibly well you know you know, I've got a five figure kind of five figure launch, or I've got a million pound business, or whatever it is that people are doing this. And sometimes new people to the industry can get really discouraged that maybe they're not moving fast enough, or maybe they don't have enough of their messaging right, or whatever. And I think it's important to understand that, you know, you don't know when that person started on their journey. You don't know when they planted their own seed of inspiration. It could have been 10 years ago, maybe they're. 10 years in the making and they're just now kind of you know um sort of growing into this kind of success story that you see so i think some of the challenges that i experienced were to kind of put my blinkers on and you know kind of follow my own path and not get really discouraged by looking left and right and seeing all these people that were doing this um to understand that you know i had to give myself time and space to really feel into what my own particular the mission and purpose um, was and basically kind of followed that. I think it's important to you know not look too much around you you know not do the endless scrolling through mm-hmm. social media and seeing what other people are doing. I think it's really important to understand that each one of us has a very particular mission and you know if they have each one of us has you know a, you know a certain group of clients that are going to vibe with us, Um, a certain kind of message that we have to give you know we all have you know unique set of fingerprints so we have a unique ability to create impact in the world and we we can only do that by following our path and not necessarily you know following someone else's and thinking that that's going to be the path to our own personal success story whatever success means for you um so yeah so I think you know there were some challenges and I think All those challenges were really centered around, um, you know, my own autonomy and my own sort of personal imprint and and what I wanted to give to the world. So, really, kind of finding that space was the challenge. Um, but once you do that, then everything kind of flows from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you were saying about social media as well. You know, it's easy to be discouraged when you're on social media scrolling seeing all these success stories as you were saying um and you know people will post about the good things usually they won't post really about the challenges or it's much rarer to see um the bad times they went through or the struggles and you know everyone's been on a journey it's not been simple the whole time for well most people out there and uh True as you were saying, you don't know when they started their journey. It can take years. And yeah, it's not something that's that simple, but we post when something good happens because we want people to see the good side of Absolutely. our business. But, um, and, I,
0: yeah. Yeah. and I think it's really important for people to see that vulnerability of when things aren't necessarily, you know, going well. Um, mm-hmm. And I quite often share with my clients when, you know, I, thought I was going to quit coaching and um when it wasn't easy you know um when you're kind of thinking you're doing you're doing all of the stuff and things don't seem to be moving quickly enough you can get discouraged when you're sort of looking at people that maybe kind of started around the same time you did and thinking well they're doing well and why aren't I doing well and that's when I started getting really quiet and still within myself to say you know what What is it I'm meant to be bringing to the world? Who am I meant to be working with? What's the impact I'm meant to create? I I shouldn't be looking at, you know, what this person or that person is doing. And the more still I became, then opportunities started opening up for me. People asked me to start doing different things. I was asked to start teaching. I'd never considered that before, but it's actually the thing that unlocked everything for me. But also that came from a place of stillness and kind of just saying to the universe, okay, I'm still. You and I, I've agreed, I've said yes to the mission. So help me, right? You know, I'm still, I'll be here, but what is it I'm meant to be doing? I'm open. And I think, you know, if we can stay receptive and receptive in the space of faith and stillness, then things will start to open up. And and that's when we can make it easy for ourselves. But it's really about, you know, kind of um, following your own path and mm-hmm. not looking around you, um, because as I said, you know, even if that person started the sa- the course the same time you did, they could have planted their seed years before. Yeah. Um, and you know, the more that we can be sort of happy and joyful about other people's success, that's how people will feel about our success as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, continue to plant the seed. Um, you know, how do you want to show up? Plant that seed and then get still and let it unfold, um, making sure you're doing all of your internal work as well.
1: Yeah, every journey is unique, you know, and we should be there to support each other. It's not a competition. Absolutely. Uh, You should be happy that a colleague or a friend or even someone you don't know, you know, are succeeding in what they're doing. There's no point um, being jealous or... Absolutely. That will just... um, It will just make the process of your business growing like slower and Absolutely. more things.
0: And if we you know, if we're you know, if we're following energetics, if we're celebrating someone and their success, what we see in them is us. Mm -hmm. So if we're celebrating them, we're celebrating that part of us that, you know, knows their purpose or, you know, has found their path. And so I think the more we can celebrate others around us and and hold each other up, that we're talking to that part within us. Um, And also recognizing those those parts of us that do feel jealous or envious because that's the shadow part of us that needs, you know, that needs, you know, um, to be. Um, listen to and and integrate as well, so you know whatever we're feeling, we can use that as as information for ourselves. and you know I think you know you know, then thinking about the challenges as well, the challenges are the things that we can use to help people. So you know, really kind of focusing in on what, what's what challenge am I experiencing, how am I feeling? And how am I going to get myself out of this? And and following that process as well is the very thing that, you know, the coaches can use to teach their clients. So the challenges, I definitely use all of my challenges as learning experiences um, and then, you know, eventually sort of help um, use that to help my clients um, because invariably if I'm experiencing it, they're coming to me they're experiencing it so it's up for me to learn those lessons and then share that so that people can accelerate um at a faster pace
1: yeah yeah that's so true when you come out of the other side of an experience whether it's bad or good then you can talk to someone about you know maybe how their experience with that thing is going to be and you can help them out and that's really good
0: Yeah, exactly. my, um, one of my coaches that i worked with um in the beginning you know, I was saying to her something like, you know, well, I'm not sure I know enough to do this. And that's a big, big thing, right? A lot of coaches were like, well, I don't, I don't know enough. Maybe I need to take other courses or other training. And she said something really important to me. She said, you just need to be two steps ahead of your clients you need to do your work and have learned your lessons, have healed that part of you. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be all fixed. Nothing that doesn't really exist, right? You just need to be two steps ahead or 10% ahead of your clients in order to really help them effectively. And that was a really, that was a, that was a big mind shift for me because I kind of had I kind of had this feeling where I, need to, I needed to do loads more stuff. I needed to have loads of experience before I could truly help people. And it's not true if we just set the intention that we're going to be there for them 100%, do our work, and then use that experience to help them, we can continuously grow in our, within ourselves and in our business while still doing incredible work for, for the clients that we serve.
1: Yeah. yeah, no one expects you to be a, like a superhero. You're a human after all, so as long exactly. as you're doing the best you can in what you're doing, like, then exactly. you're doing fine, you know?
0: yeah exactly just set the intention and then with love follow that
1: mm, yeah that's i really like that well it was so nice speaking to you um oh it's a absolute tell... pleasure thank yeah. you so much oh yeah it was so nice could you tell all the listeners like where they can find you on online social media website yes
0: that? absolutely so they can follow they can find me on my website com. that's dot com. Or on Instagram, Kia Eileen underscore Soul Clarity, or on Facebook. Um, They can also find me on my podcast, which is The Nudge, The Nudge with Kia Eileen, which is on Spotify, iTunes, and I think Google Podcast Play or something like that. Um, Yeah, or, you know, on the Delenta platform, if they want to reach out to me, if they have any questions, then please do. It would be my pleasure to speak with them. Um.